Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars. Today, I am with Helen Huang, Camille Sherman, Jeffrey Schellenberg, and Thomas Chalufo. I was so close to getting that wrong, and then I just came in the last minute. <laughs> um, these are Portland Opera's 2018-2019 resident artists, and they are all going to be in the show coming up, uh, La Finta Jardiniera, which will be at the Newmark coming up here. And you are in rehearsal currently. Yes. We are. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the opera. In a genre where it's known for being really zany, this is a really zany story, I must <laughs> yeah. say. And as you reminded me, it's a Mozart. It is a Mozart. He composed it when he was about 18 years old, but they lost the score for nearly 200 years. So it's now, it was found in the 1970s, roughly. I believe so. So Wow, there's so much to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you lose something for 200 years, and how do you find it in the 70s? The German version, the Zingspiel, was still being played, but the... What we are performing, the Italian version, was lost. Oh, Mm. interesting. It's better in Italian. I agree, yeah. (laughs) Why do you think? I think that's what he originally intended. Mm -hmm. Generally, the original language of composition, I don't want to overstep here, but that always seems to suit the music best, Mm because that's what it was composed for, Mm -hmm. and it suits it very well. So So all of you are from various places, and how did you end up as a resident in Portland? Ooh. Should I start? Um, Everyone's looking at you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, and um, I am a dual citizen with Canada, which this is Jeffrey. Just so we yes, yes. (laughs) right. Um, And so I went to a Canadian university, University of British Columbia, uh, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but at the time it certainly wasn't pursuing music um, outside of a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I was in sciences, and I was singing in choirs and playing in uh, cello ensembles in my spare time. But I was spending so much time doing that, that I opted to try and take it a bit more seriously in my second year of studies. And then I ended up thinking I could maybe pursue uh, the vocal arts. Mm -hmm. So I auditioned and then switched into the opera program. Mm. Um, And I went to UBC for both my undergrad and master's in opera performance, which led to me doing another um, resident artist program in Calgary, Canada. Mm -hmm. And from there, I came here. So in terms of a a career in the opera, that Mm -hmm. is a path. You Mm -hmm. go to school, you get a master's, then you just start to accumulate residencies and and make yourself known around the country. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, what's also interesting about opera as um, uh, a... performance venue for musicians, it you can come to it a bit later in life than mm-hmm. uh, other types of, like, instrumental music, for example. I mm-hmm. mean, generally most professional violinists, cellists, they start at a very, very young age, but by the nature of your body being your instrument, it takes a long time for that to mature, so it, it is possible to uh, develop the skills you need a bit later in life mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. So that was what happened with me, but that's not the only path and certainly not the only one in this room. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm mm-hmm. originally from Beijing, China. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up there until I was 12. Mm-hmm. And then um, my family and I um, moved to Richmond, Virginia, and I did the rest of growing up down in the South. Um, and after that, not also, not knowing quite what I wanted to do, I decided to do a dual degree um, in 
economics and vocal performance. Um, Very fascinating yeah. combination. Yeah, but you got to know how to make sense. a budget if you're going to be an artist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I was kind of actually leaning towards being an accountant. So the summer after my sophomore year, I did uh, an internship in accounting in a place that shall remain unnamed. <laughs> um, and um, I learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, and realized that is not quite what I wanted to do. It was a lot of fixing other people's mistakes um, and really lonely, actually. Oh. And um, I was uh, living at D.C. that summer and I would go to the opera all the time that summer. You must have gone to the opera with your parents because it's not, usually you don't hear young people are going to the opera of their own accord. Was it always your choice and interest? I mean, I was taking voice lessons. So mm-hmm. I was I was already pursuing opera mm-hmm. um, in college. Um, but yeah, I mean, my par- I was really lucky. My parents exposed me to music at a very young age. We mm-hmm. would go to concerts and operas and all sorts of things all the time. So you're always kind of yearning for that yeah. on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I remember actually when I was five in kindergarten, <laughs> um, we had this project that was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you can like draw a little drawing. And I had me singing in the National Performance Arts Center in Beijing. Oh, <laughs> oh for heaven's sake. Have you gone, returned to China and sung at this time? Uh, no, not quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but both of my parents moved back mm-hmm. um, about three years ago, so I go visit them quite often now. So that'll probably happen. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I started doing community theater when I was in the fourth grade, and I got involved in it because a friend of mine had invited me to come see his children's theater performance. Mm-hmm. And what city was that? This was in Traverse City in northern Michigan, mm-hmm. so not too far from Interlochen and Interlochen Arts Academy, so there's a, a lot of arts in the area. And uh, this friend of mine invited me to come see a show of his, and then uh, afterwards I went up to go and congratulate him on the performance, and he said, I bet you you couldn't do it. So then I auditioned for the next show, and <laughs> then, so here I am. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, so I wanted to do musical theater. I, I, I really quickly fell in love with it, and I attended the University of Michigan, and I did my undergraduate and my master's degree. And then as soon as I was done there, I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for one summer, and then uh, immediately after that drove out here uh, during the Eagle Creek fire, actually. Mm. So I was trapped out of town for a couple of days. Oh. Um, and then I've been here now for going on two years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm Camille. <laughs> I'm from the Bay Area, uh, and I come from a musical family. Mm-hmm. My parents met working as musicians, and uh, my parents had my sister and I later in life. My mom was 39 when she had us. We're twins. Mm-hmm. And um, they raised us with music heavily influencing our lives. Mm. Um, it was just part of life from a very young age. Um, so I think I always wanted to do music, but it's funny, I'm the first person of a very musical family to go into opera. It was mm. kind of the one genre that was sort of unexplored mm. in my family. And I was uh, lucky to go to the Boston Conservatory for my undergraduate degree and then uh, the San Francisco Conservatory for my master's. And we all, you know, some of us, Helen has many, many degrees, but we all at least have a master's in this. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a resident artist program is to sort of bridge the gap between uh, an advanced degree and a major professional career. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a combination of 
you're continuing to train and develop, mm-hmm. um, sort of still being attached to who you were as a student, but you're also starting to get that real life experience in the opera world, mm-hmm. really being in shows, covering people who have been doing this for a long time, being their understudy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's resident artist programs all over the country, and Portland Opera offers a really incredible program. It seems it because yeah. so many people who I've worked with at the opera and have been playing roles and do you find that Portland offers more opportunity for role playing versus um understudying than I others? I would say they offer a huge amount especially in comparison to a lot of other programs. Mm-hmm. I mean um it, the fact that we are all featured leads in um this upcoming opera is something that I'm not really familiar with um young artists getting that sort of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then but that also with the training that we get to have with, mm-hmm. as part of the program, it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. We get to actually put things into practice, but we do continue um, to develop our craft. Have all of you played a feature lead in the past? Uh, with Portland, yeah. I believe we have. With uh, Traviata. Mm-hmm. Oh, featured. Uh, pardon me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this sort of opportunity on the main stage, I don't know that this is this no. might be our first opportunity i know yeah. as a performing artist myself that you know that probably inspires excitement and maybe yeah. a tiny mm-hmm. bit of trepidation i don't know how does it feel um you know this is a they've made it a very safe environment mm. so it's a good place for us to get that first experience mm-hmm. but we're very protected whereas there's the right amount of pressure for us to be really invested and mm-hmm. want to step up and do well but not so much pressure that we feel like if we you know, crack on a high note and rehearse all that will be replaced or something. Right. And Maestro Manahan is oh, a wonderful person. Right. person oh, ever. And such an expert so yeah. and mm-hmm. um, wonderful Wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so willing and able to share. So you're in such great hands. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, this, this rehearsal period in particular, I mean, the, our director gets a lot of joy in what he does. And mm-hmm. I think George gets a lot of joy in what he does. And mm-hmm. so. And the and the cast is very happy to be there and very mm-hmm. so it's really a very joyful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like people are happy to come in to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Had all cool. of you visited Portland prior to coming for this? Just for residency. Oh. <laughs> Just for residency. So you, how long have you been here? Um, I came here at the start of uh, our contract in October as. Uh, where we were performing in uh, the production of La Traviata. Mm-hmm. But then that was six weeks, and then we had um, a three-ish month hiatus, and then we were back in February. Mm-hmm. So October, but also with some breaks in there. Mm-hmm. So this is my second year with the company, as well as Tom's second. Um, and I believe out of the four of us, I am the only one that didn't audition in Portland so prior to moving here, I had never been to the city before other than what I have, all the amazing things I've heard about the city. How's it playing um, out? Amazing. <laughs> I don't ever want to leave, which is a problem. <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I work with Katrina Galka mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd and also in Showboat, and I'm actually going to Egypt with her for a, oh, an, a show oh, in, in, oh, cool. in September. So cool. And similarly, yeah. she's coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's pretty neat. I'd love to stick around in town if that was if that was an option. So maybe one day I'll try to come back. But mm-hmm. um, I, when I was hired here about two years ago for the resident artist program, they asked me if I had anything going on in the fall, mm-hmm. and I said I didn't between that summer and when the residency began. Mm-hmm. So they asked me if I wanted to do their outreach program of Portland Opera to Go, great, where we do these 
roughly 55-minute, usually English versions of um, famous operas, and then we tour them all over the Pacific Northwest. And a great uh, time to also plug the website so that people can be aware of what's going on. There's all sorts of wonderful things and supplementary events and concerts to check out, Mm -hmm. and that's Mm portlandopera.org. Absolutely. Keep going. Uh, that, tell us a little bit more about that program. It's really sure. fabulous. Well, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, through contact on the website, uh, if you want to try and organize a Portland Opera to go performance uh, coming to a school or community center near mm-hmm. you, you can contact the opera. Mm-hmm. But we go and travel into elementary schools and we perform for kids, usually in gymnasiums or cafeterias. But then we also do... Um, educational portions where some of us will go into the classrooms and teach the kids about music and voice types and and show them that we're all real people who just do this, you know, it's a job and make it accessible and make it something fun that, Mm. you know, if we can get the kids involved, then they'll perhaps want to bring their parents and then everybody can enjoy it. Yes, that's so great. And that sort of program was actually my first exposure to opera. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's extremely valuable. And the fact that they are so far-reaching with Mm -hmm. Portland Opera is unbelievable. It's really um, one-of-a-kind program. We had traveled, I think, something like 5,000 miles for each of these tours. Um, We've reached tens of thousands of kids. I've seen every corner of this state that people who've lived their entire lives in Oregon have never seen. That's so great. It's really, it's, I've I've seen more of Oregon than I have of Michigan, my home state. So it's, it's really, this tour is really quite something. Wow, that's grand. So... What do you want to bring to the city as an artist? As, as Daryl Grant coined this phrase, and I love it, citizen artist. And it sounds as though that's something with the outreach program that you are acting like uh, an envoy and, and a bridge for art and people all over the state. Are there other things that you think of that you can bring to the state with your art? I think... Uh... Anyone that has been in Portland for more than a few hours knows that it's a really special place. Mm. And there's very special people that live here who are inherently artistic and open-minded. There's a lot of creators. There's people who want to connect with other people. You just see it all over the city. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that Portland Opera does well is try to reach out and connect to those people. And I think a great example of that was one of the last operas we did, which was called As One. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really new piece that's getting done a lot um, about a transgender woman's journey. And some of the things that the opera did um, to engage with the community, I found really inspiring. There was an incredible photo series that was done by Gia Goodrich, um, really featuring the stories of people in the trans community. Mm -hmm. So I think continuing to, I know there's some things in the works for some of our shows coming up next season. I'm trying to engage with people in the community to show that the art that we do really does reflect life. Mm -hmm. Even though many people think of opera as a very old art form. Yeah, it's interesting. There's so much to relate to in Mm -hmm. what we do. Speaking of, do you think La Finta is an opera that people could bring their families do? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's Lots a comedy, fun, right? Especially it's... this production of mm-hmm. it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And But the we were just talking about this on the radio show yesterday. Um, there's this fantastic combination of both uh, extreme silliness and hilarity that ensues in this opera with Mozart's absolutely divine music mm-hmm. that makes time just stop. 
and everyone kind of sinks into it. And mm. there's so many moments of both in this show. So I think it's fun for the family. Yeah, everyone laughter can be it. such a great gateway to emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes you by surprise. Mm-hmm. You're laughing. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess the breath. Probably about the breath. Don't you think as a singer, when you're breathing the way I know singers are... Yeah. needing to and able to there's yeah. some sort of that's i mean that's what pulled me into opera is there's just this x factor that's really hard to explain but because it is the power of the human voice and it's something that no one really expects mm-hmm. you know where it can have that sort of beauty but also that power mm-hmm. and even though i'm making my career doing this i'm not sure that i really understand it but it it definitely is a huge draw for me right. and i think that's what appeals to our audience mm-hmm. um and this opera is particularly human. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it a little bit in rehearsal about how it's human and only a way that Mozart, there's just something about how Mozart writes and the kinds of stories that he chooses to write about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a show about seven, we play four of the seven main characters and everybody loves somebody they can't have. Like everybody has sort of unrequited love for somebody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that despite your status, how much money you have, Once, when it comes to love, we're all just fools and we make crazy decisions and we can't control ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So as performing artists, you are athletes. Uh, how do you nurture your physical self and your spiritual self <laughs> to enable you to do the best work possible and maintain sanity in a very stressful industry? We all just came from a yoga class. Yes. <laughs> Step we one. came here straight from... Um, <laughs> I thought you guys looked especially relaxed. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, I, it's, well, what's interesting is, I'm not sure that the stereotype exists, but the idea of kind of the, the large opera singer that just uh, stands on stage and sweats and screams to the audience doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I still do that. Um, <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, but it really, it, uh, especially, I mean, if we look towards, you know, uh, the Met HD broadcast where it's not so much about filling this giant stage with just this tiny person, but you're on a screen on, you know, th- like however many theaters in the country, uh, it, it is important to not only uh, know your music and sing beautifully, but also to look good doing it and believable. Mm-hmm. And so um, physical health is actually quite important to both just our mechanism for singing, but also for um, being able to play our roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If I could add on to that, speaking of um, like the Met broadcasts, we do one performance of La Finta Jardiniera mm-hmm. through a simulcast. Mm. So if you want to bring kids or babies that you think that, you know, maybe they don't want to sit in a theater for the whole time, mm-hmm. we'll be broadcasting it outside of the Arlene Schnitzer Hall on the uh, on Main Street between the Newmark Theater and the Arlene Schnitzer. What fun. So it'll be a projected outside if anybody wants to Is come. Is that every performance or selected? It's only one performance, I believe. It's on the 24th of mm-hmm. July. And check the website. Yes. Double yes. check the website. Absolutely. Have your baby check the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how to use the computer. PortlandOpera.org. For sure. <laughs> um, but sorry, I didn't mean to, to detract from that. I, I think something else that we all do is we try to do something that's maybe not associated with music. Mm-hmm. We try to do something that gives us, you know, there there might be a hobby that's not completely associated with it, so then you've got a, a chance to escape from what it is that you do from, from work mm-hmm. and then come back to it with kind of a, a refreshed mm-hmm. way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. So, 
I have to say, Portland is also just a great city to mm-hmm. get into exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many outdoorsy activities, and people are active all the time. Um, and then there's a lot of great food, so it inspires you to eat and then work out. Camille yeah. <laughs> and I uh, are roommates, and we've also recently got into class pass a lot and have tried out a lot of great. Classes in the community. I might have to go to bar three with you guys. Yes, (laughs) it's so amazing. We're in love. I I love the bar three. I've never been in so much pain. (laughs) It's so good, but it is so good. We went twice. It was great and hard and great, but wow. Well, that's another interesting question is as this group of four, you are getting to know each other. You Mm -hmm. didn't know each other prior. And as artists, you have this opportunity to nurture each other, to share the pleasure and and sometimes um, challenging aspects of this work. Um, how is that? You know, you none of you knew each other, right? Yeah. And Camille and I had become accidental audition buddies yeah, in that we auditioned week's... on the same day. <laughs> and, well, also, I mean, I saw you at a number of auditions yeah. in San Francisco. And so we, we knew each other's face, but we never met. Really. Isn't that funny? That's how it is um, in the audition room. It's like, oh, yeah. her again. Well, I mean, you, you're not competing. But it's really interesting. Like once you get at, to a certain point, it's the same face as whether or not you've actually met them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small yeah. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one thing about a resident artist program, especially mm-hmm. one like this, which is many of the resident artist programs in America, there's four of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other people that work at Portland Opera that mm-hmm. we love. Oh, oh yeah. But there's great there's company. four of us mm-hmm. that are together all the time. And for and I as roommates, literally all the time. Mm. And um, <laughs> I think because we're all still pretty early in our careers, we're learning about some of the really hard things about being an opera singer. Yes. Um, now is kind of the time where we're experiencing some of those growing pains, I think. Oh. And... Um, I have to say, like, I mean, I guess I'll just speak for myself, but there have been moments, I think, where I thought if I didn't like any of these people or if they weren't genuinely the most supportive colleagues, there would be some really hard days. Yes. So I think, you know, having a having a tight-knit group like this mm-hmm. where even earlier this week, they all lifted me up when I had something hard going on. Yes. Um, and I think because of what we do... In, in in anything in the arts, but I think especially if you're on stage and you're singing or acting and you're tapping into all these different emotions, you have to, uh, on one hand, be very thin-skinned and able to access those emotions. On the other hand, be very thick-skinned. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard to do if you aren't surrounded by great colleagues. Mm. I see the emotion in your face yeah. and I understand it very much. Yeah. And as a woman who's been doing this for many years... I would say to you four in that I can see your lovely camaraderie and love for each other. Take advantage of every moment. Um, You know, the books like Daring Greatly, Brene Brown's Netflix special, all the things about vulnerability coupled with protection Mm -hmm. of you as an individual, you've got this incredible opportunity to practice the the tough stuff, you know, even among, especially among the people that you love, you know, oh, I didn't, wasn't crazy about that, testing out authentic living, because that will serve you your whole career Mm -hmm. in being able to 
communicate with your superiors, to with collaborators, directors, music directors, many of whom fall on a very grand spectrum of interest in kindness or compassion, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to put it kindly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Portland Opera is certainly very supportive of that as well. Yeah. So the general director, Christopher Mattagliano, does... Um, uh, sessions with all of us to help us um, tap into um, our emotions and uh, understand how to portray certain characters, especially ones that require um, a lot of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very, very safe environment to explore that so that ideally when we graduate from this program that we're ready to um, showcase that to the world. And it's fan- yeah, it's been fantastic. So you're doing a lot of yoga. You're obviously yeah. doing wonderful classes. You're playing mm-hmm. roles. Uh, meditation, other modalities? What other things are you kind of doing to nurture and help yourselves? These guys got me into seeing a chiropractor. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. My husband's a chiropractor, so I'm a fan. <gasps> it was oh, my, yeah. It's my first experience, and I, I think it's really great. Yes. Um, plug for for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, and I, I think we've all kind of talked about it. There's all these things that I always used to see as extra or maybe treat yourself things about how to treat the body and the mind. Mm-hmm. And I really think we're, we're kind of in a job where I'm starting to see those things as more and more important and mandatory. Yes. Things like having massages sometimes, maybe not all the time. I'm going to tell you something. Doing I'm going to massage every other week, <laughs> yep. period. I talk to more I'm and more jealous. singers. Yeah. Me too. I talk to more and more singers who say it's a really important part of their routine, just relaxing that musculature mm-hmm. um going to a chiropractor going to yoga i've been trying to meditate more mm-hmm. you know things like that that i always used to see as sort of it's hard in our culture yeah because you know there's there's this sense of those things being you know selfish or yeah but it's it's that i love that courageous trust you know you know your bodies you guys are highly trained athletes you know what you need and to go with it and you know Mm-hmm. And if your body's your instrument, you have to make sure your instrument is in pristine condition mm-hmm. all the time. So mm-hmm. that is one way of doing that. Yeah. And rejecting that notion that there's something selfish about that, mm-hmm. like the kind of idea that buying yourself a latte every other day is the reason you're broke or whatever. It's uh, like sometimes you have to make a decision mm-hmm. to make that thing important to you. Yeah. And what's so lovely about it in the long run, I think, looking from out here is when you start sharing how you're taking care of yourself, it spreads out to people that hear you talk about it. And I feel that people taking care of themselves is a path toward more compassion, more kindness, because people aren't feeling so blah, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, if everyone Mm -hmm. came from their yoga class, it just became a little (laughs) different. (laughs) (laughs) So La Finta Giardiniera runs July 12th through the 27th at the Newmark Theater. And you can see all these wonderful people in that show. And so uh, wonderfully, you can also just see it on the big screen outside on the 24th. And uh, I would just encourage you to take a look at the Portland Opera website at portlandopera.org and enjoy opera on these beautiful summer days and have a wonderful day. And thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. I want to reach 50% more listeners in the next three months, and I need your help. Will you share and subscribe? If I reach my goal, let's invent a cocktail to celebrate. How about an adventure Rita in Artslandia? Or do you have a better idea?